Come with me to the Architecture Biennale 2023 in Venice, Italy. So we left Milan around 7.30 in the morning, had a nice breakfast on the way around 10 and continued our journey to Mestre, where we parked and took the train to the Venice Central Station. From there, we got on a boat and made our way towards the Arsenale, which is one of Biennale's main venues. This year's theme, the Laboratory of Future, curated by academic and novelist Leslie Loco, perfectly aligns with the theme of this channel. Loco said, Architects have a unique opportunity to put forward ambitious and creative ideas that help us imagine a more equitable and optimistic future in common. So today I will be sharing some of the works that I personally connected with in Arsenale and share some of my personal comments and interpretations of the artworks. So let's dive in! This year's works were mainly focused on questioning the status quo and reimagining alternative ways to capitalism, colonialism, and overproduction with a diverse representation from different countries, breaking the tradition of focusing on a specific regions. Have no real pillars of conditioning, only the carnival can unclad the unconscious we entered Arsenalet through the Blue Hour Hall, a hall colored completely in deep blue color named after the twilight sky color. In photography, this color contrasts everything, making what was before invisible, visible. Which I think was a perfect metaphor for the beginning of our way in Arsenalet, since we were entering a space where we could see the invisible through our short journey. After going through several spaces, we arrived at one of my favorite pieces called Debris of History, Matters of Memory. A wall constructed from used debris and mining waste, representing the intertwined histories and social scars of two cities, one in Brazil and the other in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, while blending motifs from these two regions with Venetian glass. I really liked the hope and the resilience that was represented in this artwork, transforming past hardships into a future that although contrasted the past, it didn't fight it. A future not reliant on extraction, but on repurposing and making something beautiful out of what seems at a first glance as waste, sadness, and hopelessness. Walking through Arsenale, I was constantly reminded of the art of storytelling. Seeing so many artworks representing the history and the story of different cultures and nations reminded me of how in my country, Iran, carpets, kilims, and gabbe have historically been mediums for storytelling and knowledge transfer. And this really made me think about our current means of sharing stories across generations. How will we visualize our past and ways of doing things for our children and grandchildren? So let's go back to Biennale with this quotation. It is often said that the culture is the sum total of the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. While it is true, what is missing in the statement is any acknowledgement of who the we in question is. In architecture particularly, the dominant voice has historically been a singular, exclusive voice. The story of architecture is therefore incomplete. Not wrong, but incomplete. It is in this context particularly that exhibitions matter. This quotation reminded me of my own journey with architecture. Studying both my bachelor's and master's abroad, the initial pride that I felt for Iranian art and architecture over time was replaced with the feeling of guilt, shame, and underappreciation due to the dominant Western narrative. And I think for all the cultures that their history, stories, and art were not represented in our educational books, this incompleteness was immediately felt. But as for the rest of the world, the incompleteness, in my opinion, will not be truly understood 
until we take a deep look at what we are building today. This incompleteness in storytelling has profound effects on the spaces we create today. As we lose touch with humanity's knowledge, culture and understanding as a whole, we start creating spaces that can hardly become places where any of us can belong. Spaces that are too static, too cold, and have been made to maximize productivity and profitability, and not for human interaction. Another impactful exhibit for me was a bird's eye view of a concentration camp located in a region in China where it borders with Kazakhstan. A wall representing what goes on in this concentration camp, which is a facility that is said to primarily target Uyghurs, who are a predominantly Muslim ethnic minority group. Survivors who have returned to Kazakhstan reported being tortured, beaten and subjected to unknown injections. Coming from a religious minority in Iran, I always thought of what actually goes on in the thoughts of people who hurt other people in these ways. I deeply believe in the goodness of all humanity at the core, and seeing cruelties like these always makes me think about where those feelings of authority come from. What makes an innocent child, a sensitive teenager, or a scared and overwhelmed adult allow themselves of such behaviors? Is it deep fear? Is it unresolved anger? Is it that they are hurting so badly that they feel the need to control others? Going back to the unheard voices in architecture and the incompleteness of its story and history today, I came across this section of Arsenale about the concept of co-living. Looking at the architectural models, I thought to myself that I knew this way of thinking. I have seen it in Iran. This made me think how throughout history and in a lot of places in the world, we have used the idea of a central social space as a way of building community. A space where we don't have to rush and its proportion is made for slowing down and gathering. And you know, it made me really think and reflect on so many utopian concepts of modern architecture and modern cities and how they base linearity, speed and efficiency above all and as the main element of design. And I ask myself, what would the impact of such cities be on human happiness? What would it do for our sense of community? Is it really higher speed and efficiency that is missing in the world of today, which is facing an epidemic of loneliness? how welcoming a linear space really is. Well, there were so many, many other interesting projects in Arsenale, but I would like to close this video with an interesting word, which I think was a perfect example for reimagining the status quo. There's a place that challenges our most basic understanding of the city. It is called Nebelivka. We are taught to believe the emergence of cities came at a price of faceless bureaucracy, wealth and power concentrated in the hands of few. The first cities, we are also told, were incubators for a new form of political life with its techniques of surveillance and control. The Nebelivka hypothesis is based on a study of the Tripila megacities that goes back to a 6,000 years old Ukrainian archaeological site. This site challenges core assumptions about urban space, power, and ecology, and it presents evidence of an ancient egalitarian form of urban life that left a light footprint on its surrounding environment. 
The Nebelivka hypothesis suggests that the traditional view of cities as rooted in extraction and hierarchy needs to be reevaluated, and it offers a new perspective on the early development of urban areas. The Nebelivka hypothesis has sparked a re-evaluation of early urban areas and has led to a broader discussion about the nature of ancient cities and their implications for our understanding of human history. So I wanted to finish this video here to remind you, and also myself, of the power of imagination. A lot of times we cannot simply imagine other possibilities because we have not been shown or thought of other ways of seeing the world and life. Most of the time we imagine as much as our belief system allows us to do so. So reminding ourselves of Nebelivka, maybe next time we are trying to limit our imagination with a previous learning and saying no to other possibilities of living, loving and creating. And those times that we catch ourselves saying, but it is not possible, it has always been like this. In those very moments, we might ask ourselves, said who? If you enjoyed this video, make sure to subscribe since I will be publishing another video of my second day in Biennale. More than that, you can find lots and lots of educational content and podcasts on questioning the status quo of architecture, cities, and our urban life here in Design to Connect. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon.